Blog Talk Radio. And so I was saying, I guess they should probably have just started Rama. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. My voice sounds way too cheery for a 9-4 loss to the Cardinals, but we're going to talk about it anyway with Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball, Dog House from Federal Baseball on the way home from the park. Ooh, this Nats game. Dropped, <laughs> dropped their second straight to the Cardinals. Dave, Gio Gonzalez is on the mound. Uh, he allowed more earned runs last time out in five innings pitch than he had in his previous five starts in 23 and a third innings on the mound. Gave up three home runs, matching his total home runs allowed in the previous 48 and a third innings pitch this season. Uh, 30th pitch of the second tonight, line to left for an RBI single, one nothing at that point. Uh, his 45th pitch uh, line for an RBI double by Adam Wainwright, a double by Matt Carpenter makes it 4 nothing. 40 pitch second, 55 pitches total after two. Matt Holiday with a solo shot in the, uh, to start the third, five to two, more home runs than he's allowed in his previous 48 and a third outing uh, innings on the mound at that point. Six to two in the fifth, 98 pitches total before he was done for the night. They got his personal catcher back out there for him after he struggled with Wilson Ramos behind the plate for the first time this season. Last time out, didn't seem to help him, Geo. Looked sharp in the first. He struck out the side. Looked like he was on his way to a good one, but got men on base in that second and really started to slow down and struggle in that inning. Yeah, you know, you take that second inning out, and this would have been a perfectly acceptable start, but uh, unfortunately you can't do that. Uh, um, you know, there's a technical term for how Gio Gonzalez pitched tonight, and that's stinky. Um, he just was not doing it. Um, gave up a lot of hits, gave up a lot of hard hits, Gave up hits to the pitcher, gave up a lot of walks. Um, generally was not effective in any manner except for that first inning tonight. And uh, it, it's it's tough. It's tough when, when he gets in trouble there in that, in that second inning and he, the pitcher comes up. And Wainwright's a good hitting pitcher, but he just throws a get-it-over fastball um, right in the middle of the plate. And you just you can't do that to, to any hitter, let alone a good hitting pitcher, um, you know, make some effort there instead of just flinging it up there, letting him hit it. It's just it, it, Geo was not was not good physically. He was not good mentally tonight. Um, you know, he 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 stalked around the back of the of the mound a couple of times. So emotionally, he wasn't with it. It just this was this was a a um, a, a no go start from him from the, from just about the get go here. Doghouse, if that 40-pitch, four-run second inning didn't take everyone out of the game, his teammates and the crowd alike, Ryan Zimmerman hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the second, his first of two home runs tonight, which we'll get to shortly, but top of the third inning, Matt Holiday hits one out, a 4-2 game is then a 5-2 game all of a sudden, and like I said, if Gio didn't take everyone out of it with that 40-pitch second inning, uh, that home run coming right back after the Nationals pulled within two really kind of put the dagger in the game as far as I was concerned. Holy cow, Gio. Your teammates are trying to pick you up, but what do you do? You, you, you know, kick their feet out from under them and, and then, like, start throwing dead frogs at them. I don't even know what's happening up, up here. <laughs> and and the, the heck of it is, the, the double he gave up to Wainwright, when you look at the first year Gio spent in the NL, which I'll grant you was kind of a magical season, a, a huge amount of his success was how much he brutalized pitchers. Is, is, is to an extent even even greater than other NL pitchers do against pitchers was he was treating them all like major league hitters and he crushed them. It, you know his 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 line against against 
pitchers was like zero zero zero. I'm exaggerating, but not a little, not that much. And he, he sort of backed off from it a little bit now. You know, he's he's lazied up on uh, on getting the pitchers out, which I admit is a luxury that you have as an NL pitcher to an extent. But here it came back to bite us, and uh, looks looks like the family's going without dinner tonight. <laughs> Adam Wayne right on the mound. <laughs> Cardinals Dave four and zero in his last six starts before tonight with the Cards six and zero in those outings, seven and three with a two seven eighty RA in thirteen games, eleven starts for the Nationals in his career, uh, dropped pop in the second, followed by a two run blast by Zimmerman, which we mentioned four to two at that point, twelve of thirteen set down after Zim, Zim's home run in the second, uh, fourteen of fifteen set down before Harper hit one to center field, a real nice blast by Harper there to make it six three at that point. Uh, Zim got him again in the seventh, but pretty solid starting from Wainwright overall. Um, just pulling up his line on the end here. Seven innings, six hits, four uh, four runs all earned, no walks, five Ks, the three home runs allowed, but uh, still looks pretty good out there on the mound considering he did give up three blasts total. Yeah, he's been very hittable this year. I mean, his ERA, you know, is five and a half, five and five and three quarters. That's just not very Adam Wainwright-like. Um, and, and I mean, the Nats had their chances to they, you know, they ran it into a couple of double plays, uh, or the, the, um, the one anyway, the big one, um, and they, they hit home runs. I mean, that part of it, they got done right, but they just didn't have anybody on base ahead of them. Uh, no walks. Um, everybody's up there, you know, swinging from their heels and, uh, it just, uh, um, you know, just very ineffective. And then, um, you know, oh, the the the, the Korean pitcher it just has been tremendous all year, and then somebody named Kikafer or something uh, finishes <laughs> up, and um, you know, it, it seems like whoever St. Louis throws out there against the Nats uh, is throwing BBs and uh, and not walking anybody and not giving the Nats any chance. And you know, this is we made the comments during the Mets series that the, the Nats and the Mets offense is very similar. They score via the home run and when they're lucky enough to have runners on base, either by accident or hit by pitch or the occasional single, uh, when, when they hit home runs, then they're going to have big scoring nights. And the nights when they don't, uh, they're going to struggle. And, and on nights when the pitcher uh, decides to uh, to lay a fart on the mound, um, then they're not going to have any chance. And that, that was the case tonight. Uh, I just know that you've ended your last two comments with stinky and fart now, so there's a theme developing here. Doghouse Ryan Zimmerman provided most of the offense tonight. Two home runs versus Wainwright. Three for three after the second. He ends up getting another hit late in the game. Four for four on the night. Three of the four runs driven in. Two runs scored. Uh, We've mentioned a few times in the last couple days that he seems to be heating up at the plate uh, just when the Nationals need him to. Unfortunately, uh, Bryce Harper's home run provided all the other offense. Not much else going on against the Cardinals and Wainwright tonight. But a nice night from Zim, at least. Yeah, just just to add on a little bit to Dave's comment there, I actually considered making my sole commentary about Gio's outing tonight farting into my phone. But I couldn't (laughs) quite figure out how to do it because I'm wearing a headset right now. So, well, anyhow, uh, we'll we'll leave that geometry as an exercise to the reader. It's nice to see uh, Zim warming up a little bit here. He had uh, he had that that classic Zim home run over the out of town scoreboard, you know, just a little bit the other way to the right of uh, right of center. He pulled his second one a little bit to the left of the center there, 
uh, in front of the front of the Red Porch seats or whatever beer sponsorship porch it's called now. Um, so that was nice. And to be honest, you look at that, the, uh, the Nats put up as many runs on Wainwright as is about expected by his ERA. It's just that, well, Geo's outing and it's the biological functions that are appropriate to describe it, uh, leading up to that meant it wasn't enough. The show is taking a turn for the juvenile. Matt Adams with a two-run double in the eighth. Uh, Dave uh, hit off Sammy Solis. That snapped a streak of 24 inherited runners stranded by the natural levers that went back 18 games to, uh, I think, May 9th game. <laughs> Eight to four at that point. That was a nice little run by the Nationals relievers there. Kind of everyone mentioned it after it happened, but they they've been pretty solid uh, stranding the runners they inherited from the starters and from their fellow relievers thus far this season. Oh, absolutely, and that's one of the uh, uh, one of the big reasons why the Nats, uh, you know, can still claim their their top of the division standing at this point. Um, you know, they're going to have to score more runs. Um, to stay at the top of the division, though. You can't count on your bullpen to strand every single inherited runner all season long. Uh, it's a great stretch by these guys, but but we see it tonight, you know, just to help, how preciously close that difference is. You know, uh, you know, Solis doesn't give up the home run there, then, you know, maybe they've still got a swinging chance there in the last couple innings, but, um, but he doesn't, and they don't, and, um, you know, when Ryan Zimmerman has four of your seven base hits on the night, he did a good enough job driving himself in twice, um, couldn't do it all four times, though, and, and that's what they're left with. Doug, as I know, uh, if you're sitting in your regular seats, you got a nice view of that Bryce Harper home run, put it out on the putting green there in center field in National Park, one for four on the night. That was his only hit, but it was a nice one. Uh, really crushed a pitch from Wainwright, put it out there at 400-plus feet out there. Not quite as impressive as the one to right field the other day, which ended up being 437 feet, I think, but quite a blast by there. Another good sign from Harper. He got something to hit and absolutely crushed it. Dusty Baker's talked recently about when he was getting a few pitches a game to hit, he was fouling them off, not squaring them up, but absolutely got all of that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how pitchers deal with, with, with Harper and how he deals with their dealing with him, et cetera, et cetera, as, uh, as the season progresses. Uh, certainly, in he's been struggling a, a bit the last couple of weeks, and so he's been seeing more pitches. Sadly, for the most part, he hasn't been doing a lot with them, except for that one pitch there. And that was, that was quite a clout. Uh, good, long home run to straightaway center. Uh, as you point out, not as far as one the other night, but uh, interesting from the perspective that uh, there seems to have been a change in his approach earlier in the year where he's pulling balls in the air. A uh, lot of stuff out to, uh, out to right, uh, stuff at a, at a high launch angle, hit really hard. So seeing something like that going to straightaway center, uh, I wonder if he was just going with the pitch there or maybe this is a sign that he's uh, altering his approach again to try and get out of the slump or to deal with how he's being pitched. Dave, uh, I've got two options for you here. You can pick option one or option two. I'm not going to tell you what they are. There are two off-topic subjects we can discuss here going forward. You're going to decide for yourself a choose-your-own-adventure version of uh, Nats Nightly here for the last segment. Number one or number two? Give me option two. All right. New information in the mass in dispute the other day. 
uh, Eric Fisher from the Sports Business Journal, a new filing in the Masson's case. I'm just going to read a few of his tweets here to give everyone the background. Uh, MLB intends to move forward with a new RSCC, which is an arbitration panel, whatever, hearing in August. Even with the case quite unsettled, he writes, uh, Nats outside counsel for MLB has notified us, Masson, that absent a judicial order, the new hearing will be held in the first week of August. Uh, he goes on to say there's also a new makeup of the board that's going to decide this thing. The Brewers owner, Mark Atanagio, the Mariners president, Kevin Mather, Blue Jays CEO, Mark Shapiro, uh, Nats co-owner, Ed Cohen, even accounting for $20 million advance from MLB. We are short of rights fees from Masson to the tune of $60 million. Nats claim Masson shifting economics of our regional sports network away from rights fees, even between the Nats and O's and more profits to where the O's have a super majority. There's one other interesting thing here. Uh, let me just pull it up if I can for a second. Uh, from the filing, uh, Madison and the Orioles have little of substance to say, in, 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 either in response to the Nationals' motion to compel or in favor of their own cross-motion. Their brief is in, instead filled with irrelevancies and naked attempts at misdirection and well-poisoning, none of which should distract the court from addressing two specific issues that are actually presented for decision Looks like this wasn't going back before a panel in the early August. If nothing delays that, do you think we're actually going to get a dispute here and uh, your lawyerly attempts to uh, break down what's going on here with these latest revelations, if you looked into it at all? Uh, you know, I followed this very closely two, three, four, eight, ten years ago. Um, you know, the, the problem with all this is that, that Peter Angelus is a very skilled lawyer. You can see anything you want to about him, and many people have, and I have included, but he's a very skilled lawyer, and um, I, I have a hard time believing that um, that baseball is going to end up suing itself. So, um, you know, the idea that, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's not predictable anymore. I mean, not that it ever was, but if this were fair, it would have been settled a long time ago. So, uh, honestly, I, I, I think it's kind of pointless to speculate about any of this um, until it actually gets settled. And, and no, I don't. I don't think it actually. Um, I don't think that that they decide anything in August. I, I think that I think it's going to be settled in a court of law. And I pretty much stopped writing about it at this point because it's just gotten to the point of just frustrating me basically because they don't seem like they're going to settle in anytime soon and it's stuff that's just over my head in terms of all the legal stuff that's going on so hopefully they'll settle it soon I'll just let you know that the other topic you could have chosen from was Noah Syndergaard getting tossed for throwing behind Chase Utley the first time oh, he faced man. the year <laughs> in retaliation for what happened during the uh, NOBS last season we're just about to wrap up here though so that's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. The Nationals lose 9-4 to four tonight. One more with the Cardinals tomorrow. Steven Strasburg versus Michael Walker in the series finale. Hopefully we'll talk to both of you guys after that one. Go Nats.